I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we welcome you to another episode of Mahogany Mammalogy, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. We want you, the listener, to tell us about a mom that inspires you. Email us at mahoganymomology at gmail.com or slide into those DMs and PMs. We would certainly love to recognize the moms in your life that encourage you to do better. This week, we will be discussing the sandwich generation. Now, in all honesty, Tosh, I didn't even know this was like a word when you talked to me about this topic. I was like, what? Yeah, when you said sandwich generation, I was like, what are you talking about, yo? Like, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But for those of you who didn't know, like me, um, it is a generation of people, usually in their 30s or 40s, or 50s or 60s. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. um, Who care for their aging parents while. Supporting their own children. Today, we are discussing the rise of the financial and emotional support in this global phenomena, warranted by those in the middle of this burgeoning or beginning burgeoning burgeoning yeah. Um, yeah. generation. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I just didn't know. Toss like, it. I mean, well, I, I guess. Well, when we say, oh, it's this rising thing, I didn't feel like it was rising. So, of course, full disclosure, growing up, I lived in a neighborhood of mainly Hispanic and Filipino families. And it was nothing of an issue or anything indifferent to see you got grandma, the parent, and then your friends all living in the same four, five bedroom home. We were only family that didn't have that for the longest time until my grandmother moved in. So to hear that this is such a phenomenon, and I mean, not that, I get I get why we're going to dive into it, of course, but I think there are some brown brothers and sisters who will probably say this is not, this is not an issue, like this is not even a topic. So here's the thing to me. For my research, it was first coined in 1981. Mm. And so what you just mentioned there, essentially you were in a sandwich generation when you had grandma move in. At a certain point, yeah. At a certain Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. you know. um, What we, I think what I interpreted to be a gray line between um, the cultural um, aspect of it and having like extended family members living with you versus sam- versus sandwiching where there is some kind of financial stress placed on it because and um, emotional stress of it. You know, mm. I, I think about it like if grandma moved in, grandma was helping essentially, you know, with chores around the house and cleaning and helping raise you, which is taking a little bit of the stress off of mom in doing those day-to-day things. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, I think older people or a lot of baby boomers, um, they're getting older, but we also have illnesses on top of um, them just being home. So, Mom, and they're living a lot longer. They're and they're living a lot longer. So now, mom or the or the, and dad or and dad, dad or actually, parent, mom and dad or parent, whatever, is working full time. 
um, and having to be a caregiver to uh, the parent, their parent who has an illness. So we already have medical concerns and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, versus the, the the typical stress of stressing about me working and, you know, taking care of the kids, right? Yeah. So now it's me, kids, health, medicine, doctor for everybody, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And it may not be just one older person. It might be two pe- two older people living in there. Mm-hmm. It could be grandma and grandpa because they're living older. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And they also, and we also, let's just be real, being, you know, being black folks, we think about like, well, I'm not going to put my parents in a home, you know, when they get older. So... It's kind of like we have this sense of expectation, like they have to live with us. Not saying that they can't, you know, just keep in mind that if you are taken in your parents, you know, they they have something. They have medical things. So now you have to worry about maybe shuttling them to and from doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. So it's just all that compounding things. And I'm not sure... Um, I think that has probably always been, but maybe more so now in society, like we we're we're doing so much. We're doing so much yes. more. Yes. We're doing so much mm-hmm. for our kids because we mm-hmm. want to take our kids everywhere. Whereas in the past, it you know, those responsibilities weren't so the village is different. And the village is different. So now the stress is different. And now, you know, the here's the term. Yes. No, definitely. In fact, um, you know, when we were working on this particular topic and looking at research, you know, um, one in seven, this is actually a a research done in 2013, Mm -hmm. but um, one in seven middle-aged adults, that's about 15%, is providing financial support to both an aging parent and a child. So just to throw some numbers at folks in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you mentioned, in terms of like all these factors um, that contribute to this, um, I think one of the the biggest factor I noticed is we are doing more. Mm-hmm. So in you, you, I feel like we are doing more now than say when I was a child. Because like I said, I was trying to reflect upon well, why is this such a big deal? Right, right. But I think about it, and I'm like, oh, we yeah, we were in like in sports and stuff like that, but. We really weren't, like, involved in all this technology so much. And like I said, the village is different. So, like, yeah, like, while you were in one home, your cousins and stuff may have been, like, less than 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So the village was still close by. Yeah. Whereas I think now many people, their villages are not close by. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. your aunts and stuff are, like, in a completely other city. Yeah. Because, and I can't speak for older people, but they still are trying to hold on to that independence. Mm, so they want another thing. They yes. want to live. They want to live away, right? Mm-hmm. So now, again, that's that stress. Now you got You're caring essentially for somebody in mm-hmm. a whole different household. Mm-hmm. On top of doing all the things that you are doing, so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was also reading, like, you know, like, in India, again, this is, like, culturally, it's very common for the children to stay with the parents in large families. Older par- older parents get care and emotional support. New parents in their 30s and 40s get child care in terms of their parents to take care of their kids. Mm-hmm. So I was reading that, and then, again, like, I, th- I talked about the whole Hispanic population. I kind of feel like just culturally it's just so 
different. Um, and I feel like overall finances, too, are different as well these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean— Our money doesn't go as far as it used to. That's and Medicare is higher. Medicare is higher. So, yeah, we're going to be coming out of pocket. Like you said, going back, you know, we contribute financially. Mm-hmm. We've got to—we're contributing to the older person's health care, um, whether it be getting med- medications or or doing that copay. That copay is higher, you know? Oh, yeah. So, you know, those are other things. Um, And also, too, like, I feel like there's more families that are in apartments now. In terms of, like, the dwellings. Because I feel like there was mainly, like, people, like, more in, like, homes. So, again, like, that four, five-bedroom home mm-hmm. when you're combining families. And now you have grandma who may have been in an apartment. And like you said, you're having to move grandma out. Um, and that's with other families, too. Like, they may have been in, like, a three-bedroom apartment. And now you got to bring in grandma. So that adds on additional stressors because some of these dwellings are not... Um, Helpful for grandma and grandpa physically too, because they can't get up, you know up and down stairs. Oh got, well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah okay. With that, gotcha, gotcha. The space is much smaller. You know, just the confines of living is is very different. Um, but then you know, I think some people are like it's causing them stress. Um. I mean, what what other struggles have you noticed with people like in this generation? In this generation, um, you kind of because are on we it. dealing with it more? Because we're dealing with it more. No, we haven't. You don't. You don't see like our friends dealing with it more in terms of being like because are we now? Are we the person in the middle? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, Not are we yet. now in the middle? Not yet. Probably give honestly, like give us three years. Oh. You know, um, yeah, yeah, give us three years because they tend to say the peak of that, the peak person usually is kind of in their in their 40s when they when they okay. are truly, truly feeling caring for the kids and caring for the parent. OK, um, yeah, or I was going to say mid, literally mid 40s. That's when they really, truly feel it, feel it, feel it. Um, but I, I have actually, you know. Firsthand, um, have seen, have had friends who, you know, all the, they're they're our age. We are in our um, late thirties, early forties, who have been taken care of, have have already been in that role already for yeah. like quite some time too. Not even, you know, like just starting. Like they've they've been in it. So I feel like we we can. It's I think it's an ebb and flow. Like. We can be we can be those adult children um, that our parents are caring for us because of the economy or something like that. Like it, we can be on both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. at our age. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, the government. You know, the government just came back. You know, in full work. and not yes, even, you know, know just to say, but that has put a financial strain on people. So we benefits, may yeah. benefits wise, finances wise. So we may have asked our parents to help us out. So, you know, that's it's it's kind of it's a gray area. It's a that spectrum is hard, you know, for some families. And I do see that 
I do see it climbing. I do see the average number shifting more towards like people in their 30s starting to to be caregivers. Mm. I I see that. This is just me anecdotally speaking. It's not a bad thing. No, and we we'll talk about the benefits yeah. of of the caregiver of yeah. the sandwich generation, but in the moment, um, I can understand why it could be frustrating, um, and because it's like two a couple also side things too is it's it's it could be like our parents may not have um, prepared themselves. Uh, wisely, whether it be retirement-wise, health-wise, you know, I feel like it's almost a self-fulfilling, like you, not to put blame, but I'm like, you caused this. You breed what you sell. You you put this on yourself because, you know, you knew that, you know, you've been diabetic for 20 years. You know, you knew that, um, you know, you weren't saving for retirement. And that's, that also was kind of double-edged because we don't make enough and, you know, healthcare is increasing, so it doesn't matter how much we put away. Or even away. if you did have retirement and say you moved into the to the now what becomes a sandwiched home, um, did you not prepare the child to, or who is now, or your child, to be like, okay, this I have this much in savings, so you don't have to worry about me financially. I'm just here enjoying my time with you and the kids, so to speak. May not. And then because of that, because you didn't teach them about enough about money or the, the right ways of doing money, now everyone's leaning on each other financially. Yeah, exactly. And that's in, exactly in this case, and that's everybody's leaning. That. Yeah. So I don't think there's it's I don't think it's like it's a hard and fast or black and white situation, especially okay. African American families. Well, because yeah. you touched on that because everybody's helping each other mm-hmm. financially. I mm-hmm. think, you know, if you are the caregiver for for both, you know, you may had have had to take money out of your retirement to help on either ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's not from lack of poor planning, but it's going to be harder to um, recoup those losses and and get back on track, especially if you are um you know, in your in your late thirties, early forties, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard, and our current um, economy does not provide that kind of stimulation for us to uh, African Americans to recoup those kinds of losses. That's mm. just me. Mm. That's just me. No, no, no. Definitely some interesting ways mm-hmm. of looking about it. Um, but I also say it's it is a global phenomenon because you've mentioned. We're, we can only speak from the American or the Western um, civilization, Western Hemisphere civiliza- uh, civilization. Mm-hmm. But doing that research, it's it's happening in India as well. But it's just commonplace. It's not like it's it's not new to them. It's not new, but I'm looking at it like, but it's the same sandwiching. So you may not live in the same town. You know, say if you're in a different country, you still have to, you still have to care. You still have to look, you have to look for, you know, your relatives, so to mm-hmm. speak. So you may be in a certain city, you got, you have to go somewhere else. It might be country, it might be less developed or something, or different, different city. Care for and care for them and come back. So it's still that, it's still that stress of it because you've been doing all your business in one city and now you've got to go somewhere else. Because yeah. that older person probably doesn't want to move to the city. 
Well, and it's also stress, too, in terms of everyone being on the same page and just emotional and the day in and day out of what anyone's going to be able to do mm-hmm. um, to, to move around and whatnot. Um, I think we as African-Americans probably struggle more with this type of sandwich generation situation because we have a long history of being in broken homes. We were already separated. Um, so we we didn't really have a lot of cohesiveness going on. And then we also have these multiple families, like, you know, stepbrothers, stepchildren. Who's going to go live with dad? Who gets to claim mom? Um, how does that all work? I actually look at it at a, a totally different way. Oh, I look at it more, not so much a broken home or not broken home. I think we, and we've always talking about villages and such like that. Um, if we had, if we, if we are a family, we've maybe had an aunt come with, come and live with us. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking like, I don't know where I want to go with this or how I want to say this. Um, I don't think the broken home uh, argument like sits well with me. I don't know why. I was just like, it's, I don't know. It's okay. I mean, I guess I look at it as you see a lot more like, like I said, the Hispanic cultures and the the um, uh, like I said, the neighborhood I grew up in. There wasn't um, a lot of divorce. So the sandwiching made sense. Like whoever the oldest child was or whichever child lived in that city or nearby, they took care of that person. So it was just an automatic. I don't know what stresses they had in the house. It was just a constant thing that was done, whoever the oldest child was or whichever child lived in that city. Mm -hmm. Whereas, say, maybe someone who there's multiple families going on or multiple children from different moms, dads, Who's taking care of grandma? How does that all work? I just feel like we've been separated from a slavery aspect. If we so have, we don't under, we don't we don't understand what that cohesiveness is to bring in grandma and grandpa. If we have multiple children, and I honestly think we, and I think it's family specific. There are cohesiveness, or whoever um, has been the closest to that relative. I think the expectation would be that they take care of them, and that's probably a cultural thing. We hope. I hope that is. I mean, I it is hope. a cultural thing. I'm just yeah. like, I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. It is a culture. Whoever's the closest would have that. Um, but if you have multiple children and things like that, and say grandma or mom is close to everybody, you you just communicate, you know. And I think it, if anything, takes the burden of stress off of everybody because they that grandma, mama, whoever can like live a few months here, live a few months here, live a few months here. So, you know, it gives all the family members a little bit of time of respite. That's that's a cool way of doing it. Um, So that all of that responsibility isn't on one person. Uh, I don't, yeah. That's I a don't. great way of tackling it because I, I just, I didn't see that growing mm-hmm. up. That's, but I think that's really cool. And I can, and I can speak from experience, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's exactly the way it is. But I can also speak from like, um, well, secondhand caregiving, like from country to country. Mm. <laughs> so it, it, 
So again, if you have multiple people involved, it can, it doesn't have to be siblings. It's just if you just have family members because it could have been me and my family and then a cousin. A cousin has their family. So we're mm-hmm. we're kind of sharing those responsibilities. So I, I don't know if it, it would be... Bro- it's not a broken home because we no, all communicating. Um, yeah. And that's a bad word to, mm-hmm. to use it as. But I like your suggestion I think that there are some families that are out there that are dealing with like, okay, so who gets who gets grandma? You know what I mean? Like they're they're only thinking about moving grandma from each different family. You know, Mm -hmm. hey, you live here three months, or you know, some people don't think about it that way. That's a great creative way to do it. Or you know, you may come come from a family where you are the only child. And, and I, I, I know people yeah. like that too, and that's and that is a rough, rough, rough situation to be in. Um, but I would hope, I would really hope that if if you have another close relative, like a cousin or even an uncle or something like that, that y'all can kind of help divvy it out, divvy it out. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But using other resources like respite care. Or um, just kind of having a just another caregiver just come in for your own emotional, mental um, uh, stability. It it might be a slight financial occurrence for that, but mm-hmm. you know you've got to weigh it. You got to weigh it out. You got to weigh it out. So. Definitely. Wow. Um, we we talked a little bit about kind of like the overall and different different ways of looking at the dynamic. Um, financially, what do you think people should either start doing based upon maybe what we've seen to prepare? Because it seems like it's the inevitable for for some people, if not many of us. I don't know. I was like, heck, heck. I mean, personally, I I my grandmother lived with my aunt for like thirty years. <laughs> I was like, wow, like damn near thirty years. So. I was like, I don't remember a time she came to the country and actually worked. <laughs> like, so she she had been there. Wow. So I can't say, I mean, but but to answer your question, what you're trying to get to, um, depending on what state you live in, set up, start setting up some, some medical insurance or medical well now you know we we can have dependence on our health care insurance <laughs> yes you know what I mean <laughs> to help offset because I mean no you're right yeah, is a I lot would, of money yeah. in addition yeah. to you know whatever benefits they may have they may have disability or you know Medicare or something like that give them some supplemental insurance so you can start preparing them like that and then in my case you know you got 30 years <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to be in it to they're win go- it. You know, so th- they can start like that. So just kind of start doing doing some research on on insurances that you can provide to help offset um, those financial expectations that may come up when caring for an older adult. Yeah. And now we're only talking one side, but we're not even talking about the other side where we're thinking mm-hmm. about, like, adult children. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if we have um, children, because children are children, and we're, you know, we're expecting to raise them up. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've got adult tr- children now coming back into the home because they, um, you know, may be pursuing higher education 
or they do they they lost work, a job or, or that's just or, or it, they have jobs that just it just doesn't pay enough and that's just mm-hmm. the reality that we live in so you know coming in helps you know helps them save a little bit you know yeah yeah so with that they they may have a job where again they don't they don't make enough so you've got you've got to support them that way or or help them look for insurance that would help them possibly like offset if they work a job that doesn't have the best insurance or don't have insurance at all. No, it's true. I mean, I think, um, you know, all parties should, you know, as much as possible, just sit down. Um, you know, I was reading like communication is, I mean, a lot of things are communication, but having a plan mm-hmm. uh, of act, of action, like figuring out, you know, um, Who's how people are going to be comfortable? Um, the the financial aspect that you mentioned, like okay, well, where where is money going to flow, and how's grandma going to be taken care of? Like, what's the emergency <laughs> needs for grandma and mm-hmm. grandpa, and and all of that? And I think I think the 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 plan doesn't need to come into play like once grandma has moved in or once Uncle Joe has moved in, but perhaps beforehand so that way grandma can move in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, because yeah. grandma mean is like you know what I ain't trying to go, but they probably do need to have or have someone look after them. You know, and um, yeah, those conversations definitely need to be had. Definitely. Um, <sighs> But I think also, uh, I think we don't prepare. I mean, there's no, like, ramping into the sandwich generation. I think it usually just, it slaps us in the face. Like, here we are, like, we're sleeping one day, and then here it is Tuesday. I've got, you know, older relatives living with me, and now I've got kids living with me. And so we're just, like, it's— Well, because something happens to Grandma, right? Because Grandma was all good and dandy. Mm-hmm. And then she falls downstairs or something happens and she can't remember. Yeah, you know, and that's, I, sh- uh, I mean, there—and, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's a different thing. But um, I was reading an article, and they were just talking about, oh, about, like, a lady who lived in— um, New York, and she was she was um, waitressing and um, bartending, and and she provided enough for herself. You yeah. know what I mean. But then, um, you know, her uncle got sick, and the uncle was living with grand- grandpa. And then, uncle got sick, and so she, you know, as 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 she was, and so they brought uncle in hospital rehab, whatever. And as soon as she opened the door to drop uncle off in his own place. Grandpa was having a stroke right there. Wow. So it's kind of like, again, going back into... Life happens. Life happens, and it just slaps us where we are. And it's like, okay, dang. Dang, you know? But that ties into, like, healthcare and health, you know, healthcare policy. No, no, not not so much you, but just healthcare policy. It's no nothing on uncle or grandpa. I mean, life happens, but it's just... It, it was like... It was. It's a triggered article. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. But um, well, I mean, how how do how do people like work on their relationships then too? You know, because what if in this generation, <laughs> sandwich generation? I mean, you moving in grandma and like in my case when grandma did move in, um, my grandmother did not like her own daughter. I know this all goes back to a whole other episode about strained relationships and whatnot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 
as I, you know, as we talk about, oh, this generation of being sandwiched, it makes me think about, you know what? Some of us need to have a come to Jesus about ourselves and about our relationships with the elders. How, how in terms of it? in terms of me, you know, that just reestablishing the right mm-hmm. relationship, reestablishing, and I don't mean like right, like who's right or wrong, but like reestablishing so that way everyone can be kind of like worked together. Bef- you know, th- you know what? Like before they even come home, before they yo, even come home, or I mean, but seriously, if they're like, in your home now, you know, be mm-hmm. tolerable in in this environment, in mm-hmm. the environment that we live in. You don't have to love me, but I feel like as a child, I have this this responsibility, almost obligation, to take care of you. Despite of our previous relationship that we had, may have been strained, mm-hmm. may not be strained, tension or what have you. You know, I have this obligation. I, you know, and as a person, I morally, I would, I want to do right by my parents. You know what I mean? There are people out there that that don't. You know, I, I work in healthcare and I see it. Oh. Um, but you, there are people that just like yo, I can't, I can't live the rest of my life knowing that yo. You know, we we didn't have the best relationship, but I I still got to take care of you. Yeah, you know. And so, listen, we're just gonna. And I'm I'm a I'm a very direct, brief, concise person. So I am the type that would have that conversation. That I would be like, listen, you're more than welcome to come in. You're more than welcome. I'm not turning you away from my house. Come to my house. It may come to the point like you may come to my house kicking and screaming. But please know I am your daughter or your son, and I'm I'm here to take care of you. I'm sorry, you know, but you're my parent. I want you to live X more years, and this is how we're going to be successful doing that. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell <laughs> but you. But there's some benefits to it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, like, you know, convincing grandma and grandpa or Uncle Joe and, and you know, all Or them, even if you're in a different apartment. I'd be like, okay, well, we can live in an apartment. It's going to be close to my house. It's not going to be in another state. And it's I, not and I think going that's to like be, a great compromise. You know, yeah. um, because that's too much a emotional, financial burden on me to be, you know, f- say if you have a parent that lives in a different state flying back and forth or whatever and say you're the only responsible because child. Because somebody, if something happens to you, who's going to make the call and let us know that something's mm-hmm. happened to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's sometimes what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I had... I mean, it's not necessarily like it's great or admired. You know, I have some family members who are in this sandwich generation. Um, is that the child, you know, the benefit of it is the child gets to hear and be around the different cultures of their own ancestors. You know, I hate saying ancestors because they're not like ancestors to that family, point. But family, family members. Yeah. And, and hear Extended all the different stories members. and whatnot. So that way certain things from the generation can be, you know, passed down. I think... Um, when people are trying to convince their parents to move in, they have to kind of maybe think about some of those things too. Like, hey, how do we, how do you see the benefit of making this work and not yeah. being like stuck in your way of yeah. you're staying they, in that place? Yeah, and they ha- and I think the older person has to look at it like this. If I'm, if I'm the caretaker, I'm, I may be married, I may have kids. It's going to be a little bit more challenging for me to uproot myself. Mm-hmm. And, and live closer to you because you, you know, all your friends are over there. Okay, I get it, you know, but 
that's not realistic, you know? So find ways, though, too. You know, if there, if it's a um, activity or something, too. You know, it depends upon, you know, the friends. Maybe you can start having to have them come over. You know, I don't know how. But I'm what looking like if you like if you too. live in a different state. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, because and there are parents that hard and fast. Like I'm not, I'm not moving where you are. But I'm like, I, okay, I, what you want? What you want? You know? And if that's the case, this is where communication comes in, and hopefully you have extended friends in the village and stuff yeah. that can help you keep in touch mm-hmm. with how your parents are doing. So if you have a neighbor in the in the state that your parents live in, mm-hmm. you know, or um, whoever comes and visits and stuff like that, here, here's my number. You mm-hmm. know, I do call my, my parent, you know, literally three times a day every day. But, hey, things happen in between those periods. Please keep me, you know, keep me on speed dial mm-hmm. in, in that way. So you kind of have like an extended... Um, friend, village, caregiver to help help in I that like situation. It. I like it. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, I'm like, listen, in the black community, this ain't a new phenomenon. I feel like, I mean, it's not new. It's not new, so, but do you think, I think it's just, it's just, we're not doing it a certain way to make it feel there's, But there's it's no more right. stress. It's more stress, stress because it on. goes back to, because yeah. we, as we, the young, mobile, able-bodied people are doing more. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all. There's more responsibility. There are, and just not enough finances to go around, like I mentioned a little yeah. bit earlier for everybody. So that's where the stress comes in. You talked earlier about um, respite care. What's that all about? Like, so uh, respite care can I feel like can be paid and unpaid. Oh, so there are truly you know places convalescence convalescence place, excuse me. I couldn't get the word out that... Quote, unquote, old folks home? Don't say that. Sorry, what? I'm just trying to break it down because I don't know. That that you can, you know, place the older adult in. Say it because you need time. You know, you need time for yourself. Mm -hmm. You need the emotional and mental vacation. And so you can place them there while you do whatever it is that you need to do. I've, I've had... I've known where people place them there and they go on vacation. Because oh. because parent because said parent, um, maybe due to like um physical limitations, couldn't go with them. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. So So they have their own vacation. Yeah. In a way. Have, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you would pay wow. and so that person will get, you know, meals, medicines taken, you know, given to them. Um, cool. Things like that. So that's that's the paid version. And the unpaid respite care is all I'm saying is like, you know, calling a friend or a family member that's in a different state. Maybe they come to your house and you go away. Or yeah. if you are close enough, drive said older adult to their place and just, you know, just get a little break. Get a break. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs that. And their self-care. And so, and I think, yeah, yeah, that's a form of self-care. And so, like again, that. we're looking at the one spectrum, you know, when it's the caregiver interacting with the older adult. But if yeah. it's the caregiver, you know, it's a little, it's a different dynamic if you're a caregiver with older children because they're still able-bodied and, yeah, you know, just, I mean, like you, you just— You got kids that are, yeah. They, yeah, it's just like, just look, came just, home. just look after my house, please. Just don't burn my house down. <laughs> you know, I'm gone. I'm gone for like two weeks No or parties whatever. here. 
you know, and that's that's what I'm that's what I was referring to as far as respite care. Interesting. And then we talked about sharing the responsibility uh, already. So yeah, I, I would I would I'd be curious to hear our listeners um, what else they've gone through outside of the things that we've discussed um, as far as um, the stress you know, of caring from, because we're talking a lot about caregiving and uh, caregiving for the older adult, but the other stress, especially if we're caregiving for like an adult child. And because the other stress with the adult Mm -hmm. child is like, you've got a nice, healthy 20, 21 year old who's just sitting home, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they want to, that's a whole be, different parenting situation. But it's still sandwiching. You know, you're not supporting me in my craft and, you know, of being a SoundCloud rapper or something like that, you know. or So now, because they want to devote all their time to, you know, doing this. Or, I mean, it is what it is the, as the economy and our society. It's very hard for older adults, not older adults, I'm sorry, um, um, the young adults finding jobs. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard out there. So, um, I would I would ask the listeners, you know, especially what other stress they have when they're caring for the younger, young, older adults, the working, able body adults. What, what, or how they're or how they're doing their day to day? Yeah, yeah. How what are they finding that? that's working, mm-hmm. and what are they finding that didn't work, and how to how to navigate through that, sure. or what resources too? Yeah. What resources worked for them? Yeah, yeah. So if you're out there, you know where to find us. So I want to hear. Yeah, so, and we were talking about this, but there are some benefits. And Mel, you touched upon it yeah. um, to to the sandwiching, like you mentioned, as far as kids getting to know their their family, the extended mm-hmm. family, and you can hear stories and stuff like that. And parents um, just developing those relationships with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, Reestablishing your own relationship mm-hmm. that goes back to a um, season one episode, you know, <clears throat> that we talked about reestablishing oh, yes. parental relationships. It's it's kind of forced because you know you're mm-hmm. the situation just kind of happened overnight. Um, I say you develop new skills <laughs> yes. because you you don't know you don't know what you don't know, so you might be. You know, I'll use the example of healthcare insurance. You know, you know your own insurance through your own employer, but now you have to navigate the Medicare process or the Medicaid process. Um, so but you, you know, you've got to learn about the ins and outs of that. Excuse me. And as such, you become an ad, you may become an advocate. Yeah, it it does change you. Um, it's my recommendation from someone who, you know. When my grandmother lived with us for a little bit and then um, looking at it from other family members, you know, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Don't go it alone. Like, so as you're saying, you know, you may become an advocate. Well, you know, definitely find whatever local resource there is um, and and tap into that. Don't mm-hmm. just do this alone in terms of, you know, what, what Medicaid looks like, what, you know, the insurance. Maybe you have to sit down with your HR or benefits person to understand, you know, hey, how do I shift my 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 family member onto our insurance mm-hmm. and, and take those steps? Yeah. Um, 
even more so, you know, there's some things you're going to have to sacrifice and give up. And um, we can't go out every day, you know, but taking a look at, okay, what things can we change to help benefit everybody in the house and still try to have a cohesive house? So the communication part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, too, is, you know, what what steps need to be taken for emergency purposes? Like you were saying, the respite care. You know, some people may not even realize there's that whole quote-unquote, well, we're on vacation, Where what can we do with grandma and grandpa? Or or um, if we have to go away for a week mm-hmm. or on business and the child, you know, you can have someone take care of your, your child. But what about grandma that needs to, that needs some additional care? Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, we think about activities that give us pleasure as we are, you know, middle aged adults. And we all know activities that will give our young children pleasure, whether it be soccer, play dates, et cetera, et cetera. And now we may have to think about, okay, well, what activities do my parents love Yeah, that will give them pleasure in this moment? So Definitely. you have to go out and go out and now seek what, you know, the senior center or where that is and what, th- what that offers or the mm-hmm. local Y. So, or a, a day, um, a, a adult day center may offer things like that, and to some help of them. them have transportation. Well, they'll come and, pick up grandma, and grandpa, and but again, yeah. you have to now. Yes. This is some. This is all new. This is I all know. new for you. You know, because yeah. you were not expecting to think about this literally for the next maybe forty years for yourself. So you've got to think ahead. So I look so at many, it. so many resources, and then like going back to the advocacy. You know, if you are, say, heavily involved in church, excuse me, now, you know, folks, if you're heavily involved in church, folks know, you know, your business. And so they know that, hey, you know, Sister Johnson um, is caring for her mom. Now, they see you as Mm -hmm. a a point person, you know, Mm -hmm. and you and it's a teachable moment for them. But I know a lot of churches have things for um, adults. Uh, older adults and resources that, and things that like that. That is true. So. That is true. That's a good way to get get Nana involved. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and then just the overall, the benefit of just the satisfaction of giving to another. Like, I kind of went on my little tirade, you know, if you're in a strained relationship with your, yeah. your, your parent, and, you know, you're just giving, you know, I'm I'm giving this to you, you know, this is just my moral compass. Yeah. As to be a better person. I'm I'm just doing that. And if others see you as an advocate, you know, you're you're giving that, whether the little bit of advice you could give them um is just a, a way of, of providing that satisfaction that you're making someone else better. But and to add to that, you're also teaching your child how you can get taken care of for. Yes. So as you're setting things up, depending upon the age of the child, clearly, but, you know, they're able to catch on or maybe you can give them certain tasks to help you help Nana get settled in Mm -hmm. or can, you know, enjoy her time being with y'all. Kids speak the truth, so they may know something that you don't. Mm -hmm. Because we're all set in our ways and we know this, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But... You know, know, have your teenager, you know, take a look at, hey, you know what? You're great on the Internet. Research these areas and 
let's let's see how we can get Nana involved in the Y or whatever rec center. You go, you take a look at that. Pop pop. Let might, me know. Pop pop may like Fortnite too. Oh snap! But that's, that's, that's <laughs> he a might. Connection. He might. He might. You therefore, may be able to teach Papa. Therefore, hook swimming, up, swim, hook him up. <laughs> you with take a Nana with you. Class, you know, with a computer. You and Nana go work on this website. <laughs> Y'all go do some genealogy. <laughs> Whatever, you know. You can so. write a book report on it. <laughs> report on it for your school paper. So there are some definite benefits to to the sandwich generation. But I, you know, culturally, I'm used to just living in an extended family. You know, there's no, it hadn't been a nucleus one because I mean, I, I just that's gotta, what I've known it always to be called it's an extended family. It's an extent. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I just got a gaggle of siblings. So, um, you know, it just hasn't been like you know our nu- our nucleus quote unquote has been the siblings plus. Two or three, ex, you know, others, you know, yeah. others. So that's has it's always been. It's always been. I would just say people just, you know, first don't don't get too scared and try to have some enjoyment with it. Yeah, it. Is, but you know what? In the moment, it's, it's in the moment, scary. it's scary. It's it's frustrating. It's you're pulled in a thousand directions. Yes. Um, one day, one step at a time. One. Short-term goal. I, that's the only way I can think about it at this yeah. point. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, if you have been through the same, please let us know. Um, or perhaps maybe you're looking for some additional resources. You can check those out um, as well as our um, sponsors information and links um, in our show notes. Um, of course, don't forget our um popcorn and prosecco event on february 23rd in dallas um we'll have a link to that as well and we invite you to definitely rate and review this episode and others um, via email and continue the conversation via our facebook group instagram and twitter pages until next time this is mel and i'm tosh and we thank you for listening to mahogany mammalogy bye-bye